Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. But I'm here. I'm excited to be here. I've not been here um, for a while due to one reason or another. Um, but I'm glad I'm here. Milal, it's good to see you. Wow, how's everybody? Oh, Daniel, you're here. Please smile, okay? I don't come here that often. I'm like a solar eclipse. <laughs> I don't come here that. So just, I'm preaching for 35 minutes. So if you can just maintain a smile, for te- especially the ladies, okay? Why the ladies? Because my lecturer told me in the university, a man must be fearful, ugly, and strong. So when you see a man, he's not smiling. He's just being a man. But at least ladies, just, you know, smile, all right? Great, but it's good to see everybody. It's good to see you. It's bring your greetings from Peter Marisbeck. Um, God is blessing us there. Um, the church is doing well by the grace of God. We're growing and um, want to see more growth. Amen. Amen. Also, I can see that your church is working. It's getting fuller and fuller. I believe that when I was looking at the dancing stars, I felt that, oh, if only we could have a bigger piece, we can have more dancing stars. Don't you know how to dance? Don't you know how to dance? Don't you know how to dance? All of you can be dancing stars. It's just our space is very small, so we can only take three at a time. Four is a crowd. <laughs> wow. But um, I believe Reverend David is doing a good job. It's not easy being a pastor. Amen. I said it's not easy being a pastor. Um, we read a study from, I think, is it Church of Pentecost or Assemblies of God or something? About 2,554 pastors resign every Monday. Say amen. I said 2,554 resign. Sunday after Thursday, I won't be a pastor again. In the world, though, they did a research. 2,554. 54. Yeah. No, 2,544. 2,544. So for your pastor to be here with you, sometimes you smile, sometimes you are not smiling. Sometimes you are in a good mood, sometimes you are not in a good mood. Sometimes you don't come, sometimes you come, sometimes you don't put on makeup, sometimes you put it on, sometimes you don't give an offering, sometimes you give, but he's still here pastoring you. It shows you that God has blessed you with a faithful man. And Bible says a faithful man who can find. A faithful man is the most difficult thing to find. Yeah, a faithful man. How do I know? That's how come that you have had more than one relationship with a man. It's like, if, let me come. If he was faithful, you would, it would just be one relationship for the rest of your life. A faithful man. Who can find? Hallelujah. 
Wonderful. Also want to appreciate all of you who are helping Pastor Lamla. Um, where's mommy? Okay, mommy, she's, she's just making sure we are okay here. All of you, Max, everybody, Speedway, everybody. We want pastors in the church. I see you becoming one of the pastors. So we are happy to be here. Just put your hands together for Jesus. Today, I, want, I just want to talk about the video quickly. The video we just watched is a video of Healing Jesus Crusade. Currently, we have one of the biggest crusades in Africa as a church. Yeah, there's nobody having a crusade currently in Africa as big as we are having. Yeah, as big as. The only crusades you can compare our crusades, our campaigns to, is the crusades of Reinhard Bonke. And there's nobody who has had bigger crusades than Ryan Bonke in the whole world. Yeah, nobody. I mean, if you say crusade, the only name that comes to mind is Ryan Bonke. So I can tell you that it's just a matter of time. When you say crusade, the only name that will come to mind will be Dagi Ward Mills. Yeah. And I mean, we are not shy to say we are learning from Ryan Bonke. No wonder they compare our crusades to Ryan Bonke's. We are learning from the, he's retired. So somebody has to take over and then by the grace of God, our, our father, the bishop has taken over and is doing crusades. Amen. We are going to places that, no, last time we were in Namibia, we were, where, where we were, just in front of the place we were living was just water. A stretch of maybe 100 meters of water. Beyond the water was Angola. And that's how deep we went into the corner. When you have these American televangelists come around, they don't, they'll come to Durban, ICC. Then they'll go to Soccer City, Johannesburg. Then they'll go to Cape Town, and then that's it. But they will not go to Le Palele or all these corners. It's only Healing Jesus Crusade that is going to these places. So it's important that we all as a church support it, whether through Ben MP. Whether through healing Jesus, we all support it because we are supporting a very great cause. Amen. amen. Somebody say a nicer amen. amen. Great. Turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 67. Bible says in Psalm 67, we are reading from verse number one. The Bible says, Lord, be gracious and bless us and make your face shine on us. Let your ways be known and your salvation seen all over the earth. Selah. Alright? Good. So the Bible is talking to us and David is praying in Psalm 67 and he says, his prayer is that God be gracious unto us and bless us. I see God being gracious to you. My prayer for this church is that God will be gracious to this church. God will be gracious to you as an individual. God will be gracious to Reverend David. When somebody is being gracious to you, it means that a person is being nice to you. The person is being kind to you. The person is tolerating you. The person is treating you specially. The person is understanding you. Now you will see that it's not easy to, for you to be tolerated. I mean, if you look at the way you yourself are, you will see that it's not easy. How do I know? That's why whenever you are left alone, you want to make a phone call or WhatsApp somebody or try to be, because it's not easy for you to be with you. It's like you are left alone with yourself. No, I have to chat with somebody. I have to call a friend. I have to visit somebody. Because it's not easy. 
I can't be with myself. So it's not easy for us to be tolerated. Do you get it? So when somebody is tolerating you, somebody is being nice to you, somebody is being kind to you, the person is actually being gracious. It's important not to take it for granted. David did not take it for granted. That's why he put it as a prayer. One of my prayers is that God Almighty will be gracious to me. He will be nice to me. He will be kind to me. He will smile at me. He says, and he will cause his face to shine. And when somebody is being gracious, when you come, he's excited. There's a smile on his face. When I came here, I saw you were all happy. You were clapping. I mean, I'm not any special person, actually. But at least you were clapping. I thought, that, oh, the people are being gracious to me. They are being nice to me. They want to beat me, but they are being nice to me in the beginning. <laughs> I do, I, when I'm nice to people, I always say to myself, I hope they don't take it for granted. You see, because sometimes you can easily say, oh, he's a very nice person, so he's smiling with everybody. You shouldn't take it for granted because that season can change. I have seen so many people have been nice to them and they don't take it. They just, it's not any big deal. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've not been here for six months. I've not heard from some of you for six months. Oh? The church is quiet. Why? <laughs> Did somebody die here? We are lie you. Revelations 8 and the Bible says, and, the, and there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. So I allow silence. Do you get it? But that's actually what it means. That that season where, like, like, like Reverend David said, I used to come every Sunday. It's a season. It's past. I'm sure when I was coming, it's like, oh, he has to come. Yeah, oh, but the season has changed. Now, for God to be gracious to you is the highest privilege you can have because you have the greatest person be nice to you. Not your mother, not your lecturer, not your friend, not your roommate, not your flatmate, but God Almighty who made the heavens and the earth to be gracious to you. And David said, God, be gracious to us. Be nice to us. Be kind to us. Bless us. Let your face shine on us. Look at us favorably. I see God looking at you favorably. Look at us favorably and be kind to us. And let your ways be known to us and your salvation soon in all the earth. Now, there are some people who have God being gracious to them all the time because of something they do. They don't have to pray and say, God be gracious to us because of something they do. God is always gracious to them. Who are these people? Tithers. People who pay their tithe provoke God to be gracious to them. When you pay, what is your tithe? I, I hope it's been explained to you. Your tithe is 10% of what God gives you. Now, let me mention it here. Now, sometimes you have some overly zealous Christians. Do you understand overly zealous? It's like they, they, are, they, they, they feel they are Christians more than the rest of us. Do you see it? They, they feel they saw God. Last, they saw God at, um, what, what are some of the places here in Durban? At KFC. Yeah, so they, they have God's personal phone number and they call God. So they are more Christians than we are. Jesus died for them twice. You see? Uh-huh. So you have people like that who are, who are in the church here with us, but they pay tithe somewhere else. I pay tithe to T.B. Joshua. I hope your hair is done. 
I paid tight. I mean, nobody told me that today we were wearing um, our nice clothes. I would have worn also my nice. I just had a shock when I got here. So everybody, Reverend David's muscles are out nicely. So wow. Next time when I'm coming, I'll just wear a vest. <laughs> you will see my muscles. You will see my six pack. I have a, I have a six pack, but I'm wearing a bulletproof vest over it so that you can, nobody steals it. Yeah. What was I saying? So we are here with them. Uh, you are the one I'm talking to. We are here with them. And they come to church with us. We feed them every day. And then they pay tithes to TB Joshua. Do you, do you understand? That's what you say, amen. Oh, it's a church. <laughs> now, do you know what that means? Look at it like you've gone to KFC to go and eat. Then when you finish eating, you say you are going to pay at Nando's. Yeah, I, oh no, as for me, I pay at Nando's. So you tell the people at KFC that I've already paid to Nando's. You, isn't it chicken? Isn't it chicken that you are serving? The, yes, so I paid for the chicken too. If you have a problem, let Nando's transfer the chicken to you. That is so unfortunate because in real life, you are a thief. How many of you think that that day you will walk out of KFC alive? Never. You walk out of KFC in cuffs. But when it comes to the church, we do this. Oh, please, I'll pay tight at my hometown, Gundulovu. That's where I pay tight at. When you go to Gungundulovu, you pay tight at Gungundulovu. When you are here, you pay tight here. When you eat at Nando's, you pay at Nando's. And when you eat at KFC, you pay at KFC. That's, that's how it is. Some of you have made yourself overly spiritual, super as though you were in the Bible. Me, I've flipped through the whole Bible. I've never met you before in the Bible. Never, not even once. Never seen you before in the Bible. I've never even seen your name before in the Bible. Hey, Pastor, but the Bible is in even the Zulu Bible. Your name is not inside. The Zulu Bible, your name is not inside. But we have that thing. We are a super spiritual. I pay my tithe here. But those are the most funny. I, even those who don't pay tithe at all, I, 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 it's easier for me to talk to them than those who say I pay tithe, but I pay, I pay, I pay it in Nigeria. Now, don't, don't don't get a feeling that we have any problem with TB Joshua. We don't have any problem with TB. We don't know him from anywhere. Why do we have a problem with him? We don't have a problem with him. We've not had any interactions with him for us to have a problem with him. We are neutral. A neutral is not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those of you talk about men of God, look, especially some of you talk about a shepherd. There's a pastor called a shepherd guy type of guy. Look, be neutral. Do you know shepherd? Just be neutral when it comes to shepherd. Do you get it? Yeah, be neutral. Be afraid. Be afraid to talk about a man of God. You don't know anything about shepherd. Don't say anything about shepherd. Just be in your lane and move forward. You say the shepherd guy. Look, you should even shepherd. You should be afraid of him. That he can fill FNB stadium regularly. Whatever he's using, you must be afraid. Yeah, it won't scare you. You just neutral. You are, you are safer. If you need somebody to criticize, just turn to football. Criticize Manchester United. You will be free. Yeah. Now back to what I was saying. So by this, people who pay tithe. God showers his grace on them because they honor him with their tithe. Let me give you three quick reasons why God 
is gracious to people who pay tithe. Number one is that God is gracious to people who because they, they make provision for his house. In Malachi, the Bible tells us when God talks about tithe, God says, will a man rob me? Will, or will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed you. You say, where have we robbed you? And in tithe and in offerings. Then God said, bring all the tithe into my storehouse, verse 10, that there may be meat in my house. God says, when you bring your tithe, what you are doing, that you are making sure that there is meat in the house of God. What does it mean? You are making sure that there's provision, there's electricity, the bills are paid, that the, whatever you are sitting on is paid for. You are making sure that the things that are needed in my house, there's provision for it. You have made a provision. So when you make a provision, God looks at you and says, wow, this guy, he's making sure that my church exists. He's making sure that my church doesn't collapse. He's making sure that my church is not chased out of the place. Now, it's good to mention at this point that our church, we don't get any grants from Sasa, from United Nations. No, we don't get a bursary or no, nothing. We run the church with the offerings that you give. Whatever you will give today, it's month end, is that not so? We'll put all together and we use it to pay the rent. And the rent for this place is not cheap. No, 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 no. It's not 2000 Neither is it 4000 Nor 6000 Or 8000 Or even 10000 It's not even 15000 You are saying A. Say the A well. I said it's not even, it's more than all those figures I've mentioned. More. We pay almost 20,000 rands for the, this small space that you are sitting and it's once a week. Yeah. So when you, are, you have to pay your tithe, you are coming up with all these ideas and talkings and high-sounding speeches and high-faluting ideas. We, we look at you and we say, such shenanigans. I mean, from your small mouth that you just use Colgate to brush. It's, it's, so, it's, it's so amazing when we look at it like, ah, what are you saying? Do you know how much it costs to just run the church? So when you make that provision, God looks at you and says, wow, I like this one. I like this one. Don't be surprised if God doesn't like you. At least if the pastor doesn't like you, you can be surprised. But don't be surprised if God doesn't like you. I mean, if it were you and somebody had to give you money to pay your rent, and it's time to pay the rent. And the person starts you saying things, different things that you have no idea about. And at the end of it, will not pay the rent. Will you be happy? Why should God then be happy? Hello? Your amens have gone very quiet. Are you getting a low battery? I'm giving you three reasons. I'm just on reason number one. The way you are going, your battery is going very low. Power saving mode. Did you see our president at the um, Africa-Russia conference. Yeah, he was on power saving mode. It's like he was saving power with his eyes. Yeah, somebody said he was sleeping in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, both the South African president and the Ghanaian president. Yes, their eyes were closing. Even the, I have another picture. They were standing and then they were going. <laughs> I see that, yeah. It's not easy. So you are behaving like that. Yeah. Because you provide. 
All these things you see here, it all cost money. This stick that I'm talking to, it costs money. It costs money. Money was used to buy it. So make the provision. Then God says, wow, I noticed this one. I noticed this one. I noticed. May God notice you and be gracious to you. Number two. Number two. Tithers. God is gracious to tithers because they help God or they help the church to fulfill the mission and the vision of the church. Tithers. People who pay their tithes. People who pay their tithe are called tithes. So, they, 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 they help the church to fulfill the vision. So, when you pay your tithe, you are helping the church to fulfill its vision. One of the visions we have as a in fact, our aim and our vision as a church is to win the lost for Christ. That all men, Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. Our aim is to make sure that people get saved. People get to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. People hear that Jesus died for them and they rose again. That is our vision. That If anybody to ask, what is the vision of your church? This is our vision. That people will get to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And go to heaven. That's our vision. But for that vision to come to pass, somebody must pay for it. This crusade we just show you now, our vision for this crusade is to win a hundred million souls. Yeah, hundred million. How many people are in South Africa? What's our population? Fifty-four mil, fifty-six mil, fifty-six. You didn't add yourself. Okay, good. Fifty-six mil. So it's like winning two of South Africa and giving it to God as a gift. As a gift, we are winning two of South Africa, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Namibia. Like we are just winning Sadek, all of Sadek, every single person in Sadek to give to God as a gift. That is our vision. That is our vision for this crusade. That's our vision. But if that's our vision, somebody's got to pay for it. Hello, someone's got to pay for it. Was your hair free? Somebody, what's your name again? Queen, yeah, I was, was it not Queen I was asking of recently? Dinile, where are you? Yeah, I was asking of you. Happy to see you around. Your hair, was it not paid for? Was it free? Wasn't free? Did you steal it? You stole it? Wow! And they didn't catch you. You paid for it, baby? Yeah, nothing is free. It's South Africa that we have slogan, nothing for Mahala. Nothing, nothing there's nothing that is free. So one million souls, somebody's got to pay for it. Somebody has to spend money. As I've come here this morning, somebody's got to pay for it. And that somebody is me, by the way. No, in this case, I need to say, before you think that, oh, pastor is trying to collect money for us to buy fuel, please. At least Reverend David will pay for me. If not, we'll pick a taxi. When we get to marriage, we do, I will say, beat us and let us win. That's it. Somebody's got to pay for it. And how do we pay for it? From tithes that people pay. Monthly, your monthly tithe that you pay. That's how can we sponsor all these things. That's how. So when you, when you decide, I'm not paying it. I'm not giving my tithe. You make it even worse because there's nobody. We are going to Angola next. 
are going to Angola is our next stop for this crusade. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to buy fuel. Somebody's got to buy food. Somebody's going to pay the bills. All these things. And we travel with different trucks and cars across country. We are in, we are, we are moving all the way to Angola. Guess how much it will cost? Guess how much fuel it will cost? It is South Africa that I came to South Africa. I realized that when you talk to everybody, they look at their fuel gauge first. I never knew. Let me tell you a story. One day, a guy was traveling, and he was traveling for the weekend. And his car, if you know about cars, his car was his car had a one point an engine one point six, and his friend's car was one point four. So what, ladies, what it means is that the one point four will use lesser fuel than the one point. That's all. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't let anybody deceive you. So, he decided, he made the calculation, he saw that if he takes his car to where he's going, he will spend 1,000, I think, 800 or 1,600 on fuel. But if he takes his friend's car, he will spend 1,400 on fuel. So, to save that 200, and he was going for the whole weekend though, to save that 200, he called his friend and then he made an exchange with the friend. He gave his car to the friend and took his friend's car. Now, it was an office car. The both cars were for the workplace. And when you exchange cars, you have to write an email to um, whoever for them to respond before you can switch cars. So he went. Whilst he was away, on his way back, I had a visitor in Pretoria who needed to come where we were. So I said to him, please pick up the visitor and come with the visitor. And the visitor gave him 800 runs for fuel. Just pick her up and come. This visitor, she works for, I think, Adidas or something. She had come for the World Cup as one of their agents. So, she had the dollars. So, why not? <laughs> By the time this guy got back to where we were, the guy he had given the car to had had an accident with, the, with his car. And because they had not signed that form to say that we have exchanged cars. He was liable for the accident. Just to save 200 rands. He now owed almost 80 something thousand. To save 200. So I thought like I was saying. In South Africa that's where. It's, when you ask anybody. They check how much fuel is it. I, I didn't even know how to calculate fuel. I learned it from here. I wasn't taught in the university. I came to learn it from here. Everything you ask. Take me from here to KFC. Calculate the fuel. Wow. So, can you imagine moving from Botswana to Angola? How much fuel will be used? So, when we don't support it, we begin to kill God's vision that he has given the church, which is to win souls. To win souls. To win souls. When we don't support it. Win souls. Sometimes you see people sitting there, five months you have not paid time. I have some personal problems. I'm dealing with my personal That's why your personal problems are never coming to an end. The solution to your personal problems is to honor God so that God will now look at you favorably and solve that your problem. So you are sitting with your problem. The problem is never. What, what, if you could solve that, why hasn't it been solved in one month? Why hasn't it been solved in two months? Three months have passed. We are now in the ninth month. It's like a baby. You are going to devour it very soon. Boom, then the, 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 the problem has come as a baby. Nine-month pregnancy is out. Why hasn't it been solved up to today? 
Why hasn't it been solved? Up to today. Hello? I said hello. How do you say hello in Zulu? Hello? (laughs) Number three, I'll close on that one. If I have time, I'll go to number four. The way you are quiet, it's almost like you have regretted asking me to come here. Your continual tithing gives God a good reason to continue to be gracious to you and bless you. Yeah. When you tithe, God just decides, oh, I'll bless these guys. I'll be nice to these guys. And I'll bless them. God is gracious to tithing Christians because they help take the gospel to the end of the world. The one before was the church to achieve its vision. This one is they help to take the gospel to the end of the world. This is actually God's own vision. God's own vision. They were asking Jesus, when, when, when will Peter and Cody ask this? So when will, Jesus, when, when will God come? When will, it, when will it be the second coming? Jesus gave them so many. This will happen, that will happen. Children will become disobedient. They will become rude, arrogant. They will be this, they will be that. All the things that are happening in the world currently, they are the things that are supposed to happen before Jesus comes. Yeah, that's why now, even some things, you can't even talk about them anymore. You just have to watch them happen and pray that Jesus comes soon. Yeah. So you can be sitting there, okay, now I don't think I'm a girl anymore. I think I'm a car. So I should be treated like a car. No, it's not just what you know, left, right, and in between. No, 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 no. Now, you can even be there. How many of you know the word pedophile? Pedophilia, pedophilia, pedophile. You know pedophile? You don't know? I'll, I'll explain to you and I'll take an offering from you. It's a Zulu word that means that an adult who sexually molests a child. Okay, do you now know it? What do you say it in Zulu? Okay, good. Pedophile. Now, because of the new world order, it's like an elderly person can be there and say that I feel like a child, so now I, be, I should be referred to as a child. I should be treated as a child. Are you, are you coming along? I feel like a child. So I should therefore be treated as a child. So I'm no longer, let's say if he's 40 years, I'm no longer 40 years. I'm now 17. Do you get it? And then we'll now take a 15-year-old girl. Do you get it? And then you know what happens after that. And you can't prosecute him. Because he's a child. Hello? Because now he's a child. He said he's a child. Do you see? You can even say, from now you feel you are white. Therefore you are white. I identify as a white person. I've always been white. I don't know why. <laughs> I've even applied to home affairs to change. <laughs> yeah. So these are the things that will happen before the world comes to an end. But 
There's one significant thing that Jesus said. It was, it was the last thing he said. He said the gospel, this gospel, the gospel of Jesus, the gospel that Jesus Christ came to die for us and, and shed his blood to wash away our sins and went down to hell and came up after three days and rose from the dead. It will be shed to the edge of the earth. When this is done, then Christ will come. So this is God's vision. That the gospel will go to the ends of the earth. The end of the earth. You know that there are some places in this world that they have never heard about Jesus. I heard, I heard a Chinese joke. One day somebody was speaking to a Chinese man. And he asked him, do you know Jesus? And he said, no. But if you give me a sample, I can make it. If you give me a sample, I can make one for you. Yeah, if you make, if you give me a sample, I can make one for you. Yeah, they don't even know Jesus. They are placed, They all know Coca Cola, but they don't know Jesus. I said they all Coca Cola. You know Coca Cola. Yeah, Coca Cola. They always have the nicest adverts. No matter how much you try. When I get older, I will be stronger. They call me freedom, just like a waving flag, and then it goes round. You know that one, eh? Yeah, you all remember it. It was during the World Cup, eh? Yeah, you all remember. He had played this song long ago. Nobody used the song for till Coca-Cola used it for World Cup. When I, he, look, it's not some. It's different from Shakira. The guy, the girl came to do waka waka. Hey, hey, zamina, zamina. No, even zamina, it was a popular song already. Not that one. That's why some just a musician in some village somewhere. With his song, when I get older, I will be stronger. They call me freedom, just like a waving flag, and then it goes round. Then Coca-Cola used it. Everybody in the world knows it. When you Google 2010 World Cup, that's the song that comes up. They know Coca-Cola, but they don't know Jesus. Everybody knows Coca-Cola, but they don't know Jesus. It is God's vision that everybody will know Jesus. No matter where you go, every corner, at least they will get an opportunity to hear Jesus being preached at least once in their lives. One, one, one man said, nobody has a right to hear, hear the gospel twice until everybody in the world has heard it once. How many times have you not heard that Jesus died for you? How many times have you not heard it? Every Sunday when you come to church, you hear it. Every Sunday you hear it. That Jesus died for you. He shed his blood for you. Because of your sin and my sin. He came to lay down his life. Every Sunday you hear. But there are people in this. I said there are people even just here in South Africa. Let us be selfish. I said let us be selfish. Just here in South Africa. Who have never heard about Jesus. Even once. 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 You've never heard about Jesus. Even once. Even once. How would they hear? The Bible says, and anyone that shall call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. But then he asks a question, Romans, he asks a question. How shall they hear? How shall they call on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear if nobody goes to, if no one is sent to them to tell them? If nobody goes to them? And how shall they send them? How shall we send them? We have, we need money to pay for it. To send them. To send them. 
to send people there. And the way we do this, believe you me, is through your tithes and through your offerings. Today I'm here campaigning that you become somebody who pays tithe. Support the church with your tithes and your offerings. So that somebody, through your hundred runs, through your fifty runs, through your thousand runs, somebody somewhere will get a chance to hear the gospel preached to him at least once. At least once. At least once. At least once. Somebody somewhere. Church is not about coming to sit in the church, look pretty, do your hair, look really nice. It's, it's just a way of life. But it's about sending the gospel everywhere. Everywhere. So that everyone hears the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everywhere. Everywhere. So when people support these things, God just looks at them and he smiles towards them. He becomes gracious to them. The Bible says when he's gracious to them, he blesses them. May the Lord bless you. May you become somebody who supports these things so that God can bless you. Yeah. So that God can. Don't try to. It's like, oh, ask for me. You know, it's for my neighbor. It's for my friend. Look, everything. Look, one of the people you should be really angry with is your pastor. Because your judgment is based on what he preaches to you. Yeah. You're, it's like your you're, 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 you're lecturer. What he teaches you is what you are examining from. So if you go and write the exam, the exam is difficult. That's actually what it's supposed to be. If you write the exam, the exam is difficult. It's the lecturer. The same way, if you stand before God for judgment, if the judgment is going to be based on what we have preached to you, and you can't say that we didn't tell you. You cannot say that we didn't. At least... On the 27th of October in the year 2019, the year of our Lord, we told you. We told you. Somebody's salvation depends on it. Somebody's life depends on it. It's an emergency. I'm telling you, it's an emergency. It's not just money entering into a bank. It's an emergency. Somebody's life depends on it. Somebody's salvation and his life depends on it. Somebody's, Daniel, somebody's life, I'm telling you, somebody's life depends. You, you may say, oh, it's just 10 runs. I can just buy Amakunya and go away. But that 10 runs comes to add to somebody's 10 runs and another person's 20 runs. And then somebody gets saved into Invala. Yeah. Somebody gets saved. Somebody gets saved. Church of God, I pray that God has spoken to you because according to my, my clock, my time is up. I pray that God has spoken to you. Look, set up. If this is the church you are in, set up and let's build it. Let's support it. And let's make it work. Let's make the church do what it has to do. This is where you are. Then let's just do it. Even if you are here for a season, in the season that you are here, let us do what we ought to do. Yeah. Oh, I'm waiting. When I get old, I will be stronger. And then I will do this. Waiting till you get older. Would you get older? Will you get older? What are the guarantees? If anything you have now, tomorrow is not for you. How many of you know that song? Tomorrow, I gave my life. Tomorrow, I thought about today. Oh, please. 
much easier to say tomorrow. Forget about tomorrow. Better choose the Lord today for your tomorrow. Very well might be too late. You do it tomorrow. Tomorrow might be too late. Do it today. Support what God's doing now. Not in the future. When I finish, when I start working and I buy my car, then I'll support God. It may be too late. It may be too late. It may be too late. Support what God is doing. And support it now. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we go. Please, if you are clapping, clap, okay? Usually when I preach, they clap. I don't know who trained you. Let us all close our eyes. I want you to pray for yourself today, right now. Maybe you are in the church, but you don't support the church with anything. You don't support the church with your tithe. You don't support the church with your offerings. You rather go to KFC to go and pay for what you have eaten at Nando's at KFC. I want you to pray for yourself. Lord, have mercy on me and help me. Help me to be a faithful member of the church you have placed me in. Help me to be a faithful member. Even if it's for a season. If you are here for three years, you are here for a year, you are here for two years. The time that you are here, God will judge you for your faithfulness. In the time that you were here, pray and say, Lord, have mercy on us and help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, oh God. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me to show myself faithful in this area. As I'm here, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for everybody here present. Help us. Let us be faithful with our tithing. Let us be faithful with our giving. Let us be faithful with what you give to us that we can give back to you to support your kingdom to support your church to support soul winning to support evangelism to support crusades to support what the church is doing in the name of Jesus we give you praise we give you glory in the name of Jesus just thank God wherever you are God is sending help to you God is sending help to you God is sending help to you Thank you. Father, thank you for help. Thank you for help. Thank you for help. We bless you. We bless you. We give you glory and praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Help us as we walk with you to be faithful. Be gracious unto us. Make us into tithers and people who give to support your kingdom. Bless what we have that we have and have enough to give. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Say a better Amen. Now you are here this morning. Put your hands down if your hand is up. You are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Maybe this is where you come to church. But in your heart, you know that you are not born again. 
you die today, you will not go to heaven. You know in your heart that you are a sinner. Who is a sinner? A sinner is somebody who has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know in your heart that if you were to die today, you will not make it to heaven. I want to say, Pastor, please, I want to invite Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You are here like that. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you are here like with every eye closed, I want you to lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. This is your final opportunity. Lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me right now. I'll pray with you. You Lift up your hand. Come to my sisters. Come, come. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. All of us have done what you are doing. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. If you are here, say this prayer with me. Look at me. Say this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for them. What's your name? Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083 773 1605. God richly bless you.